Good morning and welcome to my Sunday school lesson for March the 29th. We will be reading and learning from Jonah chapters 1 and 2. So Jonah's been called by God to travel to a place that he doesn't want to go. So out of fear, he decides to travel somewhere more familiar and easier. Then the storm comes. So we pick up with Jonah chapter 1 and verse 6. The captain went to him and he said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he'll take notice of us so that we will not perish. Panic is a scary thing. Have you ever been so stricken with pain and fear that you felt like you couldn't think straight? I was in the grocery store a couple weeks ago and I noticed a woman pushing a buggy. It was overflowing with canned meals, diapers, ramen noodles, and of course, toilet paper. She could barely push the buggy, and when something would fall off, she would scurry to the floor and pick it up and secure it, and then start pushing it again. When we panic, things that are normally overlooked can seem essential. Sadly, our prayer life and relationship with God can work the same way. Suddenly, we find ourselves desperately seeking Him when He was right there beside us all along. Let's read on. Verse 7, Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for the calamity. They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? He answered, I'm a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. But instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Sometimes when things go bad... It is human nature to play the blame game. Why do I have to be punished? It wasn't me that broke the rules. In this case, the other sailors began looking for who was wrong. Perhaps Jonah knew what usually happens when you get the blame for the group being in trouble, and he quickly admitted his wrongdoing, and he told them to throw him overboard. The men at first find mercy, and they try to row back to shore. Well, that's interesting. How many times in your life can you offer mercy when someone's wrong? How long can you continue to offer mercy before you give up and change course? In verse 14, Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. And then they took Jonah and they threw him overboard. And the raging sea grew calm. These men, they quickly realized that God is angry with Jonah, and rather than going down with the ship, they chose to throw him overboard. I want you to think about something for me. Everyone was caught in the storm that Jonah caused, and the men who got on that ship that day, they did not leave home planning to hide Jonah from God. They did not knowingly choose to participate in Jonah's defiance of God. They were in the wrong place at the wrong time. But God had a plan. The men tried to take things into their own hands and go back to shore. But the problem just got worse. When they cried out to God, they followed the plan and the storm stopped. 
when they cried out to God, he took the man in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he turned it into the right place at the right time. But the men had to cry out to God first. Ever find yourself with a group of friends when they choose to do something that you didn't at all plan to do? You know it's wrong, but what can you do? You have choices. You can go along with it. You can try to right the wrong yourself. Or you can cry out to God and seek His wisdom. Which one do you choose? So Jonah ends up in the sea, and he's swallowed by a huge fish. He was in there for three days and three nights. The Bible doesn't tell us much more about what happened inside that fish, but we can guess that it wasn't fun. As we talked about earlier, Jonah no doubt finds himself in a state of panic. But here's what we do know. Jonah chose to spend his time in one of the greatest social distancing situations in world history, praying. In fact, the entire chapter 2 is Jonah's prayer to the Lord. In verse 5, in part of his prayer, he says, The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath me barred forever. But you, Lord my God, brought me life up from the pit. Jonah was praising the Lord for pulling him from the middle of the ocean during a storm and placing him inside that large fish. Even though it was another terrible, horrifying place, Jonah realized who truly was in charge. And in verse 9, he says, I will say it, salvation comes from the Lord. How are you spending your time in solitude? Are you praising the Lord for giving you time with your family? For giving you extra free time to spend with Him and praying and thanking God for healing? Or are you blaming others and trying to handle it on your own? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, let us focus today on what you've given us and not what feels like it's been taken away from us. Help us to seek you during this time of separation from our typical daily lives and give us wisdom to grow closer to you and keep it that way when things return to normal. We thank you for the healing that you're performing across our state, our country, and throughout the world. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.